Mic check, one, two. Tom, use your word. Hey, you. That's original for you. one place to start. At the beginning. Okay. Angie, do you know why we're here? Do you know why we're here? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, that's why I asked. It's because we're no longer there. Oh. At any rate. Yeah. Glad he asked you. Yeah. yeah it's because we're, no it. we're no longer there. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Original Freedom Podcast. We are on location still out here, uh, at least with me in Southern California. Um, today, we've got a really, really cool opportunity to spend some time with a friend of the program and a dear friend of Nate's as well. We've got uh, Andrew and, uh, on on the uh, set here today to, to talk with us. And of course, uh, the staple, the, the glue that, that holds us together, as I recently described him, and it's true, Nate Horgan. And I'm stoked to have you here. Uh, Appreciate the time. And what we're going to do is spend some time trying to keep us focused on what it means to move from the known to the unknown. It's called a lot of different things we were talking about. People talk about repurposing themselves, reinventing themselves. Um, the list is long, but what it, what it means is moving from a known, which is comfortable usually, uh, to an unknown, which is uncomfortable. Um, and right now what sparked this topic, uh, is, you know, Andrew's in a, in a, in a position in life that a lot of us find ourselves in where it's time to stop, take a breath and figure out what the hell's next. Yep. Um, and it's a, it's a scary time. I've been there. You're there right now. I know there's tons of people out there that are there. The cool, the cool thing is to know, <clears throat> even the little I know about you so far, just learned about you from Nate, um, is that I know that you're a guy who believes in the possibility of what can be. I know you got a lot of belief in yourself. Um, and so I'm pretty excited to see where you end up. And, and we just met today. Um, you know, you, you're, Nate and he also have another um, company called Grown Kids. It's a t-shirt and uh, or it's not a t-shirt company, more of a lifestyle company yeah, and design company. brand, apparel, apparel company. Thank yep. you. Called Grown Kids. Really cool concept. So I know you're an entrepreneur at heart um, yeah. and I'm, I'm looking forward to spending the time today to to talk about and really increase for our, our listeners and for you and for and Nate and I both once again, increase the believability in what's possible for us, right? Exactly. For me, for for myself and, and what's possible for you, right? And really take time to, to talk through where even you think you're at and what boundaries these invisible limits that are in that that are in place just based on beliefs you may have that you need to fucking crush right if you're going to come out of this gate strong you're gonna have to crush and destroy these belief systems that say you can only end up here or maybe you should play it safe and go go find a, a steady job somewhere, so to speak, right? So these are the types of things we're going to talk about in the best way we can. And if we get into any college stories about these two, I'd like to hear that. God, I can't um, wait. Oh, yeah. It just came to mind. Um, <laughs> it's all going to be about me. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, Andrew, if you would, could you just introduce yourself a bit? Give us a little bit of background and um, we'll just let it free flow from there. Sure. Um, my name is Andrew Cramp. I uh, I come from Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, I was out. fortunate enough to meet Nate at the college where uh, both of us decided to play football, um, and we just kind of kicked it off from there ever since. Um, first day of camp, you know, we were 
just two lost souls like I don't know anyone here hey I don't know either what's your name and it just it really kicked it the off the bromance so. began oh, yeah. it did it Perfect did and uh, it too, yeah. dude I'm so like happy that came because like you're, you're a key player for sure so definitely appreciate that a lot nice. but um I have a background in uh, graphic design and I, I saw real quick that there was there was a, a ceiling to graphic design you can only do so much and so probably about three years into my career, I had a switch where the entrepreneur light switch went on and I was like, I got to figure out something else. And ever since then, probably about two years ago, I've, I've had this drive that like, I need to think bigger. I need to take on this mindset that I wasn't raised with. I wasn't grown up with of thinking that big that like, you don't know what's out there. There's an abundance out there. Go get it. And so obviously losing my job last week, um, you know, there goes security that I thought I had. Perceived security. Exactly. And, you know, it was a bitter taste at first. And then, you know, the entrepreneur started kicking at me and said, like, got to make something happen. Like, this is your chance right now. Either you find a way to make something happen or, like you said earlier in the intro, that you find another secure job and do whatever. And that's okay, too. Like, you if, can- if, that's what, if that's where you can end up... Um, choosing right like hey it's a choice but settling is different yes exactly so like take that secure job but keep working towards that larger goal on that free time that you have available because there are bills that you got to pay you have a family to take care of those things are very important to matter too so um, I'm very happy to see where our conversation goes today and and what we can make out of it and hopefully you know your viewers and listeners take uh, a good picture away and, you know, I'm able to discover myself a little bit deeper in that meaning, too. So I'm very yeah. excited. Thank you for having me. What I would overlay, cool. too, is like, um, you know, when, when he hit me and, and uh, you know, our other friend that's involved with, with grown kids, Ruben, up last week and just had said, like, hey, just put on your radar like your boy just lost his job. And uh, that there wouldn't be a lot of people that if I had gotten that text message, it would have been like this is for the best or like, he's going to be good. He's going to be all right. Um, you know, you pro- you say those things to people and that, um, but as far as like a dude that like, I can know that for sure. Um, yeah. But, and it's just been, it's been crazy to even see like, um, you know, the, the, the number of things that have been on his plate, the number of projects that like, I don't know, he's said no to many, um, a dude that's been, um, you know, living out a ton of passions, um, so much so that even like even recently may have had to had had, had pulled back because it had the plate had been too full and, and bandwidth was like, I really need to go out and get the one thing that like I really am passionate about as far as being like working in a gym and, 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 and being such an asset to people and their livelihood, uh, graphic design, working full-time for a company, having a freelance career, uh, working on retainer for other companies, being a football coach, like as far as being able to like do so many things and wear so many hats, uh, I was like, yeah, that I, I've, I've never really seen somebody that's as hungry and then continues like to have to, you know, still, you know, keep pushing for more. Um, so as much as as much as he's happy to be here, like I'm happy he's here to bring like as far as like your guys' energy level and kind of you're even talking about abundance and and the things that that are out there to go get. It's uh it's gonna be pretty cool too to to see you guys riff together on that kind of stuff. So 
Yeah. Nice. So, I, so my 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 gut here's solid, right? The kid's gonna be all right. Yeah. Always. And Not it, just but all that doesn't right, take right? away it's, from how much this sucks. You know, this. Per- yeah, this, it the, does. It doesn't take away from the. And, and let's bring that up, right? That's pain. Mm-hmm. The suck is pain. Yeah. Um, and that's where okay, it's either gonna be pain or suffering. So if it's pain, we you'll use it. You'll understand, grow from it, take whatever you just learned at your last job, figure out how you're going to leverage that experience, that life experience to help you bring a different perspective to where it is you're going and what you're going to do, right? Or it's going to become suffering if, I'm not saying you would, I I highly doubt you would, if it's like, oh, I got fucked, you know, woe is me, you know, I got played, It's, it's victim, I'm either dependent upon, right, or free from. Um, and, and you've already hit the nail on the head. You're like, Hey, a couple of years ago, you switched your mindset yeah. and you use the word abundance, right? Um, whereas most, there are many who live with a mindset of lack, right? Not enough. Uh, there's not enough. And, and that's why that, that possibility piece is so important for the, at the individual level. Like, Hey, uh, I can say, Oh, I believe what's anything's possible. That shit sounds good. Right. And I believe it by the way, anything I do believe in anything is possible, but what's possible for me. That's the only thing that matters, period. Um, And so what, you know, I've seen folks do and I've the unique experience of of all the time in the military. um, All there's a lot of folks I served with that was willing to reinvent themselves um, to repurpose, to be the new guy again, to learn the new tricks in the military, right? Because it was required. It was like, hey, if I want to be a paratrooper, I have to go to jump school. If I want to be a Green Beret, I have to go to selection. I have to make the Q course. These are all things, right? It's a, that I and so many others were willing to climb that ladder. Unique perspective from, is once we get out is, um, is now for me, that was the biggest, like, holy shit. Talk about unknown from comfortable to totally discomfort. Um, or I could have stayed in my old world. Yeah. Easily. Right? And and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying I believe why so few people make that transition is it's like, man, who the fuck wants to start all over again? Be the new guy. Be the new gal. Um, go get more education, take a lower pay cut, come in on the bottom and freaking have to get the, the rookie jokes made, like whatever it is, right? Yet for me, uh, in my experience, is um, that's never going to end. For me, that is never going to end. Uh, and I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, because I understand the requirement of pain as it relates to growth. I remind people we don't say to our children, hey, you're having growing suffering. They're having fucking growing pains because there's bone extension. And so this, the growth expansion into, uh, it hurts. Why does it hurt? It hurts emotionally because what we're talking about is moving from an unknown to a known. So of course it's scary. It's like, I've never been here. When have you ever been comfortable somewhere new? Yeah, I think it's that, that state of feeling vulnerable that really gets people. Because when they have to start all over, they're like, there's, there's so many causes and things that can affect them in that moment because they don't have the resources to bounce back at that current time because they're vulnerable. They're vulnerable and there's nothing, um, it was interesting, we were talking last night, right? It's, um, there's a big difference between sight and vision. 
mm-hmm. right? Sight enables me to experience the scene. Vision enables me to experience the unseen, right? And so what they have and what they want, people want things in their sight. Uh, and I will say this because I, I don't live this way much anymore. They want predictability, right? And so you even said it, your perceived security got ripped away from you and one call, right? Yep. Hey, we're terminating your position. Boom. And that's what I remind people. I had interviewed someone, uh, I'd interviewed like six guys for the, the uh, when I brought Nate on and um, he couldn't get out of his head that hanging out at my house as an office was no more or less secure than a cubicle with a CEO and a board of advisors. Because in his head that that was more secure than this and odds are he was more apt to get laid off there within a month than he could have been with me for 10 years, right? So it's perceived security. Um, and so when folks are in the in-between time, the breath hole where you're at, um, I'll speak, I'll, I'll turn it to eyes. Like I either have to choose to walk into the unknown or seek more misperceived security. And there was a, a guy who shared with me this, um, saying so to speak um that came from a podcast he was listening to uh, it was very rare a guy took a, a a founder took a company from zero to a billion right super rare um they asked him how he did it and his response was simple he's like oh it's when i started doing what was scary and i quit doing what was dangerous boom and as it relates to repurposing as it relates to walking into the unknown it's it's never fucking dangerous like no one's going to get hurt here. I'm not going to lose my life. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that is um, makes me emotionally vulnerable, financially vulnerable, places me in a position of judgment. It places me and it, and it exacerbates every bit of every ounce of fear that I have. Right. Right. And so the difference is, is understanding that the path is never going to be clear. You can't see the net. It's there. Mm-hmm. Fucking jump. Um, and it, but yeah, at that, at my level, I have to know it's there. Right. Right. It's like the old saying, go scared money, don't make money. Mm-hmm. And well, law of abundance works the same way. Right. I walk around scared. I walk around thinking there's not enough. There's lack. The universe, at least in my belief system says, it's no problem. You're right, Scott. There's not enough. There'll never be enough. Cause you say so. Mm-hmm. Versus if I say anything for me is possible. If I say to Nate, I'm going to have a net worth of 10.5 million, 18 months. That was six months ago. I'm about a year out, by the way. Fucking believe that now. It's not because I love money. I'm happy to give half that shit away. Hold me to it. Um, My point is, is that I'm fucking going to win so big that I can't even understand it. Because you have that mindset that you know that if you want it, you can get there. You might not know how, but you know where you're going and you're, and you're determined. Dude, you never could have even <laughs> done better at putting a ball on a tee for me. Swing away. Thank you. Whack. It is so, to me, the way I live life, and I would, and I would even not correct you, but for my sake, I would say to you, I don't want it. I know it. Yeah. Because truthfully, want brings more want. You feel it, right? I know it. It's already done. Our following the the programs, I see it. It's already and and it's was I this way five years ago, eight years ago? No. It's with every win. It's with every reach. It's with every time I do jump and the net is there and everything does work out. I always people are talking about, well, what if it doesn't work? But I need it's like, hey, what if it all worked? 
What if your wildest fucking dream could work? And what if I told you that if you could actually believe that, it will, the minute you do. And life's that simple. Yeah. And and people want to complicate the shit out of it. And it's like, okay, cool. What's believable now? And work from that. It's like, okay, let's inch three inches away from that. And I guarantee you, I'll watch you achieve it. And then once you do, you'll start moving the bar. You'll start picking the fucking stick up and throwing it even further. Become confident and right? keep going. And and so what you teed up was what Nate and I talk about a lot, which is that um, there are those and there are models in life for achieving goals that I have watched, especially in the last nine years in the private sector and the last six years in corporations where people set goals. They're very, very... Um, very detailed on the how and that works for a lot of people for me and I've even tried it it doesn't what for me works is I know where I'm going and I have no fucking idea how I'm going to get there I just know I'm getting there and what that has done for me is it enables the obscure to become gateways into where it is I'm going and the obscure being, hey, I got a buddy you need to meet. Cool. Always being open. Because if I tell you that I'm going here and this is how I'm going to get there, and one of those ways of how I'm going to get there is I'm going to have a meeting with Nate, and in that meeting with Nate, he's going to give me the funding I need or whatever it is. It's like, okay, this is the way. And then I go there, and then, then that doesn't happen. What usually happens? I'm fucked. Devastated. Discouraged devastated because this was part of my plan on how I get there. So I've limited my capacity on how I get there whenever I'm in a world that's pure abundance. Mm-hmm. I laugh when things go sideways. In positions like you're in, do my best, like laugh. Cool, because did you want this to happen? Did you want to get laid off? Of course not. No. Exactly, that's my point. I'm not being a smart ass, right? So whenever I'm doing the best I can in life and things just happen, then I know it, there's a purpose for it. My job is to figure out what the purpose is and then move forward, right? Into that possibility. And I'll shut up after this, but it really, it tees up one other thing, which is understanding the three different kinds of truth, which is the first uh, type of truth is uh, logical truth. Logical truth enables me to deduce truth from two other points of logic. This is true because of that and that. Then I have empirical truth, which is right here. You're here because I can see you, see you, feel you, touch you. Um, it's true to me, right? Then there's transcendental truth. And so in both those other cases, truth is always grounded. You know, term we have to be grounded. Our batteries are grounded. Polarity is required, so grounded. Logical truth is grounded in two different judgments. Empirical truth is grounded in two different objects. So your Nate grounds you as being here. Time grounds us as well. This happened in this time. I'm grounded in yesterday. Imper- uh, transcendental truth, so, is grounded only in the belief and the possibility of experience for oneself. That's it. No one else. So, Roger Bannister is, was the first person to, to run faster than a four minute mile, right? Scientists, I use that to explain these three different ways of truth. It's very simple. Logical truth didn't exist because there was no logic out there that said, in fact, doctors, scientists, everyone has said human beings can't run, break a four-minute mile. Can't happen. 
empirically, the three of us could have sat and watched the fastest runners in the world try to break that record. It couldn't happen. So we're like, it can't happen. It's an impossibility to the majority of the world. So how in the fuck did someone do it? Bigger question is why then afterwards did so many people break it? Well, now the transcendental truth. Roger Bannister didn't give a shit what doctors said, what anyone else said. He said, I believe it's possible that I can run faster than four minute mile. So that was grounded in future possibility. So then he did it. Well, now let's talk about believability and possibility. The minute he did it, it became logically true and empirically true. Two out of the three. So now if you were on the sidelines, your believability and the possibility that you can do it just went through the roof. Shit, I'm, I'm up next. Boom, and, and they did. So understanding that as it relates to what we're talking about in moving into the unknown, moving into discomfort is crucial. Because one, there's going to be pain involved. And two, unless you believe it's possible, you might as well get that cush job somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize that like, I feel like I did this, like as far as the unknown. Mm-hmm. My problem is how, like when I try to talk about it to relate to other people, like in the moment I didn't, it didn't scare me. And I, What event are you talking about So if I were to leave, like that I had, I had set out for like my entire life, I ate mountains of shit lived in <laughs> moved in with my parents lived in shithole apartments to go and work in the NFL to like to reach it uh, on a permanent status you went through you knowingly went through all that pain to to get into the NFL to work in the NFL did it had staying power it could have been something that I could have done for a long time and then had said no, I'm going to move from a job that everyone, like when I meet up with our college buddies, say like, well, you have my dream job, to selling payroll. <laughs> An unknown of, of, of industries, careers, like ask, it wasn't like PR for that firm. It was to go sell it outside, go door to door, like from that to that. So you went, I got to give folks some perspective here. What are you talking about? He went from managing the locker room for the Cleveland Browns, prepping players, dealing with major networks to from that world that he worked so hard to get to. Yeah. To walking through doors of small businesses and asking for their business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was horrible. Drastic. And while it didn't turn out to be what I wanted to do for a longer term, uh, it's led to a lot of different skills that I picked up along the way and, and even has gotten me to where I am. And that, I would, that wouldn't even be the last sales job that I took. Uh, uh, you know, and, and that was the thing is like, I even looked back at how, uh, like trying to get back into PR and even would talk with like my wife about it, like how I'm not happy doing what I'm doing. And that like, well, what is there as far as PR goes? And I'm like, that thing is gone. I was like, I left it for a reason. Like, why? I'm not going back to it. So it's got to be something else. Like, we got to figure out what that is. And uh, and along the way, I mean, taking jobs that, like, I, it's funny, like, that I have never been to a place that I could say was a waste that was, like, even even places that I was for, like, six weeks. I was like, yeah. Even, even if it's, like, entrepreneurial stuff with our with our business of the way that I think of things and, like, even in our digital age and, like, how you present yourself as a company or something, 
I picked up from a job that I, that I thought was way more legit than it ended up being. Because in our age of internet, social media, and that, you can make yourself look a whole lot more legitimate than you really are. <laughs> oh, yeah. So much that I'll take a job there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, so even though it may have sucked, like, I'm like, as, a, as someone that's part of, like, growing a business or those types of things, like, I've learned something. But it, it was definitely, I'm a, definitely a person that, that went into an unknown and... It was funny because I would say that the move was so radical that even the people that I worked with in the NFL couldn't even say you were making a mistake. Like it was so foreign. Like people go and like like people move out of the NFL and go work for their in-laws mutual fund or something. <laughs> you know what? Like they don't take a job for less money. And like you're saying, start out at the bottom. What I, what I want you to clarify for me is the biggest unknown was the biggest unknown going from the NFL into sales or was it going from sales into working with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, because it's, it's, it was just leaving. It was leaving for me, leaving with something that I had worked so long to go and do. And I think that's something that like a lot of people can relate to because even with our generation, it's like you go to school, get a degree and for some reason at 17 years old you're supposed to know exactly what you're going to do for the rest of your life and like and that you're going to go and spend at least four years trying to study that let alone if we talked about the other day like you're in the medical field and you figure out like damn I don't really like this or you know what I mean like (laughs) five years into it um, and then to look back and my question that I would raise is like at the time is like do I am I tied am I obligated to continue doing this even though it doesn't serve my purpose just because I invested all that time up front. And oh, I think yeah. that's another thing that like people were like, yeah, I've like, I've said, I put so much work into this, like yeah. I've done that. And then like, I can't go back on it now when really it's like, and you've said it before too, like anytime that you continue to keep doing that, that's kind of incongruent for you. You're going to continue to have some, form well, there's of no kind of, there's no kind of you're the, you know what I mean? It's like you're in, I'm either incongruent or I'm congruent. I mean, fucking aligned, living my purpose, choosing where I'm at, who I am, why I am, what I am, where I am, or I'm not. And so if I'm not, I will have some level of pain. Once I become aware of the pain, I then can be at choice to either do something about it or not. If I do nothing about it, then I suffer. I mean, that's the model. It's that simple. One of the things that I wanted to ask uh, Andrew is like, you know, even you talking about three years into a career saying like, like kind of a, you know, your eyes opened to, to that kind of thing. Like what was the process of what, like what came about that? Cause I know you're, you're definitely somebody that goes and studies and, and reads and looks and looks at how people, you know, went and achieved success too. Like what was it that sparked that interest? I think the main factor for me that really drove that entrepreneurial, like, drive was knowing that I was solely relying on other people on what I was able to achieve. There were a lot of gatekeepers that I had to go through. And to me, that that seemed really, really unfair. That you're going to tell me how I can live my life. You're going to tell me that if I want to go see my family across the country, I need to work X amount of hours to accrue this amount of time off to go do that. Uh, no, like that's, that's not how I work. I'm a family person. Like if I want to see my family, I'm going to go see my family. And because you're going to put a constraint on me like that, 
scares me. And then people sit there and say, oh, that's okay. Like, I'm gonna, I'll take that for the rest of my life because of that security. Knowing that they can get that paid time off and take time away from their job and still know that they're going to get that PTO and be able to enjoy their family. To me, I don't want that because I want to have the flexibility and the freedom to say, oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, my, my uh, niece and nephew are turning one in two days. I'm going to go and go see them and surprise them. Mm. You know, and just make it as simple as that. I want that freedom. I want my family to experience that freedom and I want to be able to provide that freedom to other people. How I'm going to do that, I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. But yeah. I know that's what I want to do. I want to open up the doors for hundreds of people to experience the way I'm feeling so they could be like, wow, I was doing this wrong. And this is such a better choice of just being an individual and being able to have that freedom to make mm-hmm. those choices. Well, I think it's cool that it par- kind of parlays into like for you, I don't know that we've never necessarily talked about it in this setting, but like, you know, I, I think if you ask anybody, like if they wanted to live their life that way, I would imagine a hundred percent of people say yes. Yeah. Hmm. And then say, yeah, but dot, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I can't do that. Like it doesn't work that way. That kind of thing. Um, for you to like, to have the same kind of deal, like as far as maybe even when for you, when uh, that entrepreneurial bug bit you, you know, to leave three years shy of retirement, retirement. You know what I mean, <laughs> and, and as far as like uh, that same kind of deal, cause that's the stuff that we talk about. Like when you talk about, um, you know, your highs, you talk about a life that you're able to make your own schedule that you are to live comfortably to provide for your family. Hmm. Like, from A to B, like what's the start? I mean, as far as when, when did you see that that was going to be a reality? Oh man, that's, there's a lot, a lot going on right there. <laughs> um, all awesome stuff, man. It's, um, you know, one thing I did just think, cause I, I'm, I'm not, a, I do my best not to be a negative guy and I want to make sure that <clears throat> like there's not a, because I had a, stable job for 17 years, right? I've had this and that. There's not about good, bad, right, wrong. It comes back to choice. And because what I, what I wanted, where I'm going with that is like, Hey man, if you, if you're happy with your job and it provides you that 30 days vacation, two weeks vacation, whatever, like that's where you're at right now in life. And it's probably facilitating a better home life than you would accept that I would accept as a good home life, right? We're all different. This all comes back to, you know, it's so funny. Our moms and dads or or those who loved us told us, hey, you know, you're individual, you're unique. Um, There's a reason why there's no two thumbprints that are the same. There's no two fucking snowflakes that are the same. Like all this stuff, yet in these moments, we forget that. So of course, there's no one right way. And I would say right now, yourself, us, the three of us sitting here happen to be in, in different ages, right? Way different from me to y'all, um, but still in the same place in life in that what our spirit desires to do is go have greater freedom. And it's not that any type of job, it's like we all have to figure out what we want in life, how we want to experience it. And what you just told me is you've realized um, that you just want to experience greater freedom period Uh because and what you brought up is like 
I have to remember there's rules of the game everywhere I go. If I choose to have a secure environment uh, in a corporation with um, a 401k, health and medical, retirement, all that, right? That's cool. There are rules in that environment that I either need to choose to play by or otherwise I'm going to be frustrated all the time. Right. And that's that's the piece. I always that's why I go back to sort of this life things in an individual sport. Right. And it's always and that people don't want to play it individually, by the way, in their heads. They want to relate when it comes to what's going on with them. And it's like, no. Are you happy? Yes or no? Yes. Cool. We're done. Stay where you're at. No. Are you willing to do anything about it? Yes. What are your other passions? Let's go down that road, right? Let's go down that road. We are in a place where that road's big. I just want to make that a point, mm-hmm. right? There's no good, bad, right, and wrong. And if you want to be an entrepreneur and if you want to go make your way in life, you ask me, when did that happen for me? Obviously not young. I was in the military, right? I enlisted at 17. So I spent 17 years and arguably the largest bureaucracy on the face of this planet mm-hmm. um, collectively. A governmental entity, right? Um, you don't get much more red tape than that. That's why I went into special ops. There's just less red tape there. Um, we always say it's for the entrepreneurs of the military, for people that really wanted to serve, but they didn't really want to, want to be a total soldier. Um, so apparently I operated well within all those rules and constraints. Um, I just hit a point where um, my belief in possibility expanded. Um and so, actually, you made me think of a story. I can tell you exactly when it happened. And it wasn't the entrepreneur bug, but um, it came from a book um, that Tom gave me. Uh, it was early on in my sobriety, and he gave me a book called Sermon on the Mount. And it was uh, written by Emmett Fox, uh, I want to say in the 20s or 30s. It's still a bestseller. It's an in interpretation of the Beatitudes, Jesus's, uh, Jesus Christ's Sermon on the Mount, Mount of Olives, right? Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a guy who's not a Christian yet, uh, you know, respect and, and understand the divine nature of, of, of biblical times and things. At any rate, I read this book. There was one thing that was very profound that stood out to me because at this time in my life, if you would have asked me, Scott, where does security come from? I would have told you the army. If you told me, where's your money come from? I would have said the government. Um, it's there on the first and the 15th. Um, if my, uh, you know, family needs to go to the doctor, they're taken care of. It's like this beautiful system, right? So I always had a fear of losing it. Like if that was gone, what would I do? And um, I was also on a, early on in my spiritual path and was seeking and was trying to understand a God concept and was trying to understand that through the lens of a childhood that was, you know, I was raised in the church seven years straight, never missed a Sunday, no harm, no foul. I just didn't get it uh, there. So I went through life, went through being drunk, all this shit, right? It land me in this point, just sitting on a mountaintop, reading a book that gives me sage wisdom that I choose to adopt as a belief, which was this, and this was the moment that you asked about, which is that abundance comes from a God that, that has no bounds, from a universe that has no limits, and everything that down here is nothing more than a channel or a vessel to translate and transfer that abundance and wealth. The source is the same. It's God. Now you can call it, I say the universe, it's energy, whatever you want to call it, but the source is outside of, it's outside of self being material. 
And I was granted greater freedom in that moment, the gateway to the life that I have now. And I can tell you that was fucking September of 2004. That is... That's, I actually quit. It's even cooler than he's saying, but uh, yeah. well, that's off. I, and, and I quit something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd never quit anything in my life. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from something. And actually, it wasn't quitting. It was hilarious. Um, and I don't know. I can't give a shit about I mean, whatever. It's part of my story. I was a fucking Delta selection to go be an operator. Right. Because we always talk about it, I was direct support. That's fine. I love it. I was a fucking badass breacher. Um, and that's what I ended up doing following my passion by the way it's so, a Tom you're not here but I'm going to tell the story anyway because from that because uh, everybody was betting on this horse right here to make it up there and I was doing really well um, he was pissed man this is back in the day too he was furious um, and he looked right at me and he whenever I got home and he goes you either just made the best fucking decision in your life or the worst decision in your life and I was pissed too and I was like fuck you Turned around and walked out. Fast forward, right, 10 years or whatever it was. We're entrepreneurs now. And at the time, the only way we were staying alive was making money off of uh, consulting contracts that my breaching resume got us. And I looked at him. I was like, how was that decision? He was like, brilliant decision, brother. brilliant decision. <laughs> um, but that was the moment. Now, it didn't stick, by the way. What that enabled me to do was realize possibility there's other stuff out there. Because I ended up staying in the military. Uh, ended up, right, you know my story. Um, but that was the gateway. And I'm reminded of that now when I get scared, whether it's a client, a single big client that I have. It's like, oh my God, if I lost them, it's like, if I lost them, someone else would come up. So that's how my mind works now. So when things go sideways, I see it as this opening up. You have to create space, right? Nothing can come into a space where something is. Space has to be created. And so I go, you know, Tom's line was always, if I didn't, if I'm not lying, cheating, or stealing, or manipulating, whatever's happening is supposed to be. And if I was, guess what? That was supposed to be too, and hopefully I learned from it, and I felt that sting. Long fucking answer, right? But that was a big moment in my life. Um, that it was like, hey, and that also dependency versus freedom. The minute I am dependent upon the army, the minute I'm dependent on, on you, on this to give me that, I'm going to sell a piece of my soul to get that. And in that moment, I believe what I stopped doing was selling my fucking soul and learning how to deal with the fear of walking into the absolute abyss of the unknown and it was never dangerous by the way mm. ever always scary though i'm vibing so much off of right like from what he just said <laughs> like i love like the way you you think you see visions like you're gun ho man and like <laughs> I'm going to say that line straight from Step Brothers. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> like, I'm like, like we well, did. I'm literally I'm right down. <laughs> I do best friends like, let's go that fast. It happens. Yeah. Bro. Uh, welcome to the last seven months of my life. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, it's cool experience too to, to hear that because um, uh, I like I knew that's that's like what your reaction would be as far as like, and even not only, not, not necessarily that that's anything new to you, but he's like talking your language. So it's been cool for me as, uh, you know, as a guy that's become so close to, to Scott, but it's, you know, over, and I was thinking about this and we're almost at like 10 years of friendship and that makes me feel old, but, but yeah, over that time, you like, guys are gonna have an anniversary coming up. Yeah. You're going to give me flowers. 
Yeah, of course. All right chocolates but no, 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 no. but yeah that that's that that's uh that you know that that these kind of two worlds have come together so i'm glad that that happened that was funny <laughs> yeah man and let me i want to hit real quick on the point of the story i just told right which was i just told the, the only time i ever quit anything in my life and it's actually one of the coolest things you can do is go to that selection um was that the reason why i think it was also such a big deal was that uh, i was going against everything and everyone and judged by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> like i was expected if uh, by the way i put this on no one but myself right I, I i will tell you for many years and it was a great place for a guy that didn't know his way which was me to be which was in tom splinter's shadow mm-hmm. right because that son of a bitch he's a good one to, he's a good one to follow right until it was time and that was also the moment that i took myself and said now i'm going this way because he expected me, they expected me, the world expected me. Like I even was told like, dude, you're killing it. What's going on? It's like, no, man, I'm just, I'm not supposed to be here. And the part of the story I didn't tell you, not because I left it out, was like literally it's the only time in my life where I heard spirit. It was like, you are not supposed to be here. As clear, as soft as like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. It's okay. You can go now. <laughs> Done. Um, and I listen to that more now, but the, the point I was making was is judged. Hell yeah. The guy, I love them. Like my guy, Tom's fucking to this day, you know, like there's, I always tell you, I, I know my heroes, right? Mm. Period. And he's fucking numero uno. Um, and, and knowing that his level of disappointment, like, and I understand why as well. And other people, it's like, you were supposed to do this. And it's like, no, I know I'm supposed to go do that. So I had to be willing to stand alone. I had to be willing to get judged. I had to look myself in the face and say, no, you quit something. And yet also know now it's like, I didn't quit shit. I just closed one door that wasn't meant, that wasn't a hallway that I'm meant to walk down and I'm following it. And through doing that, like I do that over and over again. And by the way, and you've been part of it. They don't always work out peachy. People with some eggs get broke along the way. You know, some dishes and whatnot. A little blood here and there. Who knows? Yet... I do my best to just make sure I clean up my messes and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a big deal. It's also, I felt what it's like to kind of say, I'm not doing that. I, don't, I know all of you expect me to. I know everybody thinks I should not. Fuck you. No. No mas. And now that's, as you well know, pretty much my day to day. We've been hanging out for about an hour or so. We just met this morning. Had a great surf session. Some good jalapeno hash, right? Oh, that stuff local so yoke. Big plug for the local yoke uh, here Manhattan in Manhattan Beach. Beach. Um, but you're you're hanging out, man, and I'm sure I've been yapping a good bit. Where you at? Where's your head? I, I think I'm right there with you. I love I love where you guys have taken this conversation, showing that you know you've had your moments of vulnerability. Uh, um, you sh- you've found your ways and you shared your pivotal moment where the light switched, you know? And not saying that everyone is going to have that at certain times in their life and it might be a bigger and smaller in some pictures, but like the fact that you had it and you trusted it and you trusted that that unknown and you just kept going. And I've had probably 10 more of those since then, right? Exactly. And, and if there's one thing that, you know, people are going to take away from from listening to us is that like, it's okay to jump. It's okay to go in and and take that risk, you know? It's okay to get laughed at. It's okay to get judged. Yes, yes. So, 
What I would, if I can cut you off too, is like one of the, the if things I could that, cut you off within the last week or so <laughs> no, no, no. that, uh, that was, I think telling, I mean, like, you know, Andrew has a, a sizable following on social media. He's, he's definitely somebody that talks positivity on a regular basis and why I thought it would be really good for our show as well. Um, you know, look him up at just a cramp on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that. And, and I would say, you know, he did something last week when it all kind of went down, he got the call and he went on to Facebook and as he often does, you know, would talk, um, you know, put out videos and, and talk to people as far as like, keep pushing, keep grinding, that kind of thing. And it was, the topic of it was transparency and, and even vulnerability. I mean, super vulnerable moment too, to say like, yeah, um, you know, just got back from Italy. Like I put up a ton of vacation pics, like blah, 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 but kind of against what our kind of culture is right now, as far as socially, like, Hey, this happened. And, and I'm not here to tell you that I'm only going to come on here when it's, when it's all good. And like, mm. but this is how I'm going to proceed. Like what was kind of the reasoning of why you wanted to do that, you know, here before we end up closing shop. I want to break that. That's that status quo of that. Social media is only for winning, you know, like you, it's, it's your highlight reel. I'm only going to put my best plays on there. Like, like, no, you're, you're, you're screwing with the conception of life, you know, like there's so many downs in everyone's life from a day to day moment. Like, and to see someone on social media, like, wow, this guy's, this guy's killing it. What the hell am I doing in my life? You know, like that's gonna, that's gonna break you down. So my, my thought was. If I could share, hey, I just had a really like bad thing happen to me. I just got off this high from a, a trip to Italy, you know, celebrating a belated honeymoon. And two days after I get back, I'm canned. You know, that's that's a high all the way down to that low. And I wanted to share that. I wanted to say, like, listen, like, like you probably have your own circumstances that you're going through. You're not alone. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm going to do as best as I can because I am a human. I, I have those urges and, you know, I felt pretty shitty about it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I wanted to have that that positive attitude that, hey, it's okay. You're going to bounce back, kid. Get up and keep going. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I was like, damn, like, how did they do that to me? Mm-hmm. Like, I was bummed. But, you know, I'm going to trust the bigger picture. I'm going to trust our process and I'm gonna just going to keep going and, you know, yeah. how I get there, I don't know. <laughs> well, and it'd be like, first thing, I don't know you, but even this is it's the power of words and how we speak to ourselves. It's like, it, I know you in that moment, it's like, hey, how did they do that to me? Change that into like, wow, that's cool. They set me free. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, um, because I, I'm not going to start a whole other story, but at the end of the day, another reason we're sitting here today is because 18 months into my first business venture, I got the same call you got. Only time I've ever been fired in my life, mm-hmm. by the way, ever. <laughs> And to your point, I'm like, hey, yo, this, yeah, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah. Like, hey, I perform. Like, I win. I, what, like, yeah, I give a shit. This is welcome to the private sector, um, so to speak. And, you know, that was a gateway. Now, I can tell you that moment that I cried like a baby. Yeah. Fucking gone. I walked away from a 17-year career. Like, told every, you know, I'm going to make it. Boom, it's on. And then, like, boom. That's when my test was. Uh, next, you talk about big test right there, same place you are. And what I was told by somebody who wanted me to play it safe was, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna go get a job now, right?" Mm-hmm. 
It's like, no, I'm going to start another company. I'm, I'm so happy right now to be here to, to listen to your experiences and for you to relate them to where I am in my life right now is probably the best thing that could have happened to me right now. Beauty of saying yes, brother. Yes. <laughs> so, right? I mean, literally. You. Yeah, man. It's our, thank you. It's, um, it's been an awesome and we're going to, when we shut the cameras off and this up, we're going to hang out and get a bit of time tonight. <laughs> sure. so that's cool. We got some other cool stuff going on. But truly, truly grateful for the moment for you bringing this guy into, into my life, you know, now as a friend um, and who the hell knows what else, right? It's a cool, it's, that's the beauty of just, you know, being in the position that we're in. I want to thank everybody out there for taking the time to spend with us today. Uh, thank Nate for facilitating this process as he always does and, and, and bringing Andrew in and Hopefully, um, you got something worthwhile. And what I'd leave you with is this, is that uh, A, you're not alone, and that goes into wherever you're at in life. B, the only right answer is the one you have. And if that means a stable and secure platform, awesome. If that means it's time to push all the fucking chips in and go, grab them and go. Um, to thine own self, be true, be it choice. Don't live in fear and have a good one.